Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about a difficult conversation. In response to last month's executive coaching tip called Be Impeccable With Your Word, I got the following email from a guy named Guy. He wrote, My boss constantly corrects me and undermines me in meetings. It's not that she says I'm wrong exactly, but she makes it clear we have different styles and that my style is worse than hers. How do I approach her about this? Guy's situation feels like many others I've coached, so my five-step recommendation to him is this month's coaching tip. Here's what I wrote. Dear Guy, I'm sorry this is happening to you. I'm encouraged that I don't hear any hint that you want to make her stop or to change her, which is good since we can't change anyone but ourselves. So, how can you approach her about this? Here are five steps to help you do this as smoothly as possible. Step 1. Gather good data. You say your boss constantly corrects me. Hmm, really? Constantly? I doubt that. When exactly does her correcting behavior happen? What does she actually say? How exactly does she undermine you? Now, don't trust your memory or your feelings. Write it down and don't inflate or exaggerate what happens. Be as accurate as possible. You might also gather data from others. Don't influence people by asking loaded questions like, Did you see how she undermined me in that meeting? That's not helpful. Rather, ask neutral questions. My boss and I are talking about how we treat each other in meetings. What do our interactions look like to you? Step 2. Rehearse with someone you trust. Don't wing this conversation with your boss. Rehearsal improves performance, especially when stakes are high and emotions can cloud judgment. Malcolm Gladwell, in his best-selling book, Blink, shows how rehearsal helped police officers lower their heart rate in dangerous situations. Look at Chapter 6, Section 7. It's called Something in My Mind Just Told Me I Didn't Have to Shoot Yet. It's fascinating reading, and beyond dispute. For you, Guy, rehearse with someone you trust. Explain the situation as best you can. Then, begin by having your partner be you and you be your boss. Try to listen and react the way you think she would. Rehearsing a difficult situation as the other person is extraordinarily helpful. Then switch roles and be yourself. I guarantee your first rehearsal will have given you some insights that will improve your performance. Now, the next three steps, steps three, four, and five, are the behaviors your partner should listen for when you're rehearsing as yourself. Step three, avoid blaming language. You correct me in meetings is a blaming statement. Don't say this to your boss. Instead of talking about her behavior, talk about your experience. For example, in the meeting yesterday, I heard you say XYZ. She can disagree with your report, but you can't be wrong. Your experience is your experience. That's why it's very important that you be impeccable with your word and that you report as accurately as possible. Here's another phrase not to say. It seemed you were trying to undermine me. This is another blaming statement. Why? Because you're making guesses, accusations really, about her intentions. You don't know anything about her intentions. 
Instead, again, talk about your experience. When you said XYZ, I felt undermined. It's okay to name your feelings. There's no blame in having had a feeling. Once again, she may not agree or even understand, but you can't be wrong. Your feelings are your feelings, period. This difference between reporting your experience versus making blaming statements is often difficult for people to grasp. If this doesn't make sense, please write me. Step 4. Share your feelings without accusation. Reading your email guy, I sense that what you want to say is, my boss makes me feel undermined. In other words, you sense you're feeling the way you feel because of the way she acts, and that's understandable, but there's a flaw in that thinking. In truth, guy, no one can make you feel anything. I think we've all said at one time or another, you make me angry, but that's just not possible. Your feelings are yours. No one can make you feel anything. Be willing to own that you have feelings that might have nothing to do with her intention. Step 5. Talk tentatively and encourage testing. When we want people to hear potentially uncomfortable information, most of us square our shoulders and we tell it like it is. We say things like, It's obvious that, or the fact is that, or everyone knows that. To make our point, we get overly assertive, and then the other person gets defensive, and rightly so. But evidence shows that if you can express yourself with a combination of humility and confidence, the other person is more likely to consider your idea. This concept is very well explained in the essential book, Crucial Conversations. Look at chapter 7. Use phrases like, I wonder if, or maybe you're unaware that, or my experience has been, then encourage your boss to test your ideas. How does that sound to you? I wonder what you're thinking. When you put the behaviors from steps 3, 4, and 5 together, it sounds something like this. In the meeting yesterday, I heard you say X, Y, Z. And when you said that, I felt undermined. I don't know how that sounds to you. I'm wondering if you can understand my feelings. Then stop talking and see what she has to say. If she responds defensively, stay calm. You can reply with a contrasting statement. A contrasting statement in this situation might sound like this. It wasn't my intention to accuse you of anything. I just wanted to let you know how I felt. So here's the recap of the five steps. Number one, gather good data. Two, rehearse with someone you trust. Three, avoid blaming language. Four, Share your feelings without accusation. 5. Talk tentatively and encourage testing. Remember, people change slowly. She may continue to make similar correcting comments, and you may continue to feel undermined. That would be really normal. Be prepared to revisit this conversation. When you can raise a difficult issue repeatedly and create a climate that feels safe enough for both parties to discuss it, you'll have gone a long way towards achieving the look and sound of leadership. That's today's edition of the Look and Sound of Leadership, a complete archive of our executive coaching. Since this podcast was first broadcast, our website has had a makeover. To find our podcasts, just go to our website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked 
coaching tips. That will take you to a searchable archive of our podcasts and more than four years of executive coaching tips. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for The Look and Sound of Leadership. Until next time, this is Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.